Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. This passage provides some insight on the true condition of the human heart and its need for God's love. In today's message, Pastor Edgar Banks explores the human heart and the power of God in his message titled, The Condition of the Heart. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the broadcast. Amen. It's exciting to me. Amen. Last week, um, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Ed, Edward, (laughs) he corrected us. It's not just Pastor Ed, but it's Edward. (laughs) Pastor Edward came up and spoke, and he spoke on meditation. And why is meditation, I started to think about it. Why does the word say meditate on my word day and night? There's a reason why God is saying, meditate on my word. Can it just be that, can, can it just be like reading a text? And you read a text and you leave it and you, and you go to somebody, hey, this book is good. And you just leave it alone, right? But when the Lord says, meditate on my word day and night, there's a reason why he's saying, meditate on my word. There's an activity that's going on when you meditate on it. On his word. There's a deposit that's going on when you meditate on his word. Amen? Amen. So I want to go ahead and my sermon today will be on the heart. Because when you meditate on the word, it gets into your heart. Amen? Amen? And what is it about your heart? Why is this little thing, how do you put it right here? <laughs> right? Why is this little thing so important? What is it about your heart that the Lord says, meditate on my word day and night so that that word would go into your heart? We get into it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bless your name. I glorify your name. I lift you up, Father. Hallelujah. Let this word be piercing. Let this word be planted and seeded into your people, Father, that they will then seek and desire relationship with you. Let this word speak to every individual, every person that came in today seeking answers, Father God. So we bless your name. We glorify your name. We lift you up in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Why don't you turn your Bibles to Joshua 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. And once you get there, just say amen. So when he preached last week about meditation, but he, he started to touch on it. I'm going to take that meditation and touch it on it, and we're going to go further into it. Amen? Amen. Are you there with Joshua 1 and verse 8? So the word said, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. Then you would be prosperous and successful. So the word said, keep this book, this book, saints. I'm not talking about no textbooks that's out there. I'm not talking about another doctrine that's out there. The Lord said, keep this book on your lips. The only way to keep this book on your lips is to meditate on the word. But in order for this scriptures of this book to be on your lips, that meditation had to take the word deeper somewhere else. Amen? Amen? It has to go into your heart. Well, why the heart? 
Why is the heart so important? Do you understand that the Lord describes the heart? There's a reason why the Lord said meditate on the word so that it could get into your heart. Well, what is it about your heart that is so important? Why? I mean, if I get the word and the Lord is ministering to my spirit and so I'm trying to renew my mind, that's enough, right? Is that enough? Come on, saints. Is that enough? It's not enough. But do you know why? Why isn't it enough? Go to Proverbs chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 1. Once you're there, say amen. amen. So it's not enough just to, the Lord ministering to your spirit, and your spirit's connected, and you're trying to get your mind renewed, but yet the Lord says meditate on this word day and night so that it gets into your heart. For it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 2, My son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life and prosperity. Oh, man. So he said, keep my teachings in your heart. How do I do that? How do you keep God teaching in your heart? It's to meditate. Somebody said it. You meditate on the word day and night. For why? To keep his teachings where? And where? Your heart. Meditate day and night. Refer to it. Go back to it. Day and night. So that it may go into your heart. Amen? If we go to Joshua, Jeremiah 17. I want to explain to you why the Lord is so focused on your heart. And we're going to start at verse 9 through, 9 through 10. Jeremiah 17. We're going to learn why the, why the Lord keeps saying, meditate on this word that it might deposit into your heart. Say amen once you're there. Amen. amen. Jeremiah 17, verse 9 starts out, the heart is above all things and beyond cure. Stop right there. The heart is above all things, but the Lord says it's beyond cure. Why is it beyond cure? Doesn't the word say that if you preach my word day and night, and if you hearken to my word, that there's healing in the word of God, but the Lord just said that the heart is beyond cure. Right? Let's go further. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to renew a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. So the Lord searches, the Lord examines the heart, right? According to your deeds and your conduct. He examined the hearts. I don't care if you come into the church and you got on a pristine suit, you're speaking the scriptures like it's rolling off your tongues, like you speak in Spanish with the R's. It's scriptures. I, I can't do it. It's saints. <laughs> I can, can you do it? I can't roll. I can't roll Latin language off my tongue with the R. I get I get messed up with the R. <laughs> That's why I didn't pass. Uh, well, we won't get into that. <laughs> but the Lord examines the heart. He searches the heart and examines the mind, according to. 
your conduct and according to your deeds. I had to look up the definition for conduct. And your conduct is your personal behavior. It's the way in which you act. I don't care about you, but if somebody comes up to me, if you're not meditating on the word, you're going to get on a defensive. And if they don't say the right thing, you're going to be, whoo, what's going on with you? Instead of operating in love, right? <laughs> They're going to see Bruce Lee, whoo, 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 right? They're going to see a defensive believer. They're going to see somebody who's defensive, who get irritated, agitated easily. That's not operating in love if you're not careful, right? Then you knock that person out and then the police are called and other things happen. <laughs> or they knock you out. <laughs> it, could, it could go either way. You get knocked down or they knock you out. One of those ways. But if you're a true believer, you would have prepared for that situation. Why? Because you meditate on the word day and night. You don't skip a day like you don't skip a meal. Who don't skip a meal? I don't. Now, come on now. <laughs> There's like one, two, three, four, only four hands. Who don't skip a meal? I know I don't. <laughs> Amen. But you have to prepare yourself. And in that preparation, you have to meditate. Amen. It says on your conduct is personal behavior and the, and the ways that you act. Deeds is called, is defined as an act or gesture, especially as to illustrate your intentions. Your deeds are a showmanship of your character, how you are. I don't care how you, how you might act in certain environments, how you might act in church as the Holy One, how you might act at work, but it is you meditate on the word day and night that influences your deed and your conduct. That thing, you're, there's a character that comes out. And that character hopefully is of the Lord. Amen? Amen. How are you guys getting that? Amen. You're understanding why the Lord is so focused on the heart. Because it's beyond cure. Go to Matthew's verse, chapter 6, verse 21. Say amen once you get there. The heart, the heart, the heart. If the word is not deposited in your heart, then are you prepared for stormy days? If the word is not deposited in your heart, then when trials and tribulations come through, how do you respond? If the word is not deposited in your heart, there might not be times to where you could go ahead and access this book unless you carry it around every day and say, hey, wait a minute. Let me find out a word for this. When the adversary comes against you, hold on, you're trying to take something of my, hold on, I got something. Let me see. In certain circumstances, you won't have time to research what it is that you need to say to defend yourself, woo, against the adversary. Amen? So when the adversary comes and he knows how to lurk, he knows how to come around when you least expect it. And challenge you. Because he lurks around. He goes around like a what? Like a roaring lion. Seeking for somebody to devour. The only way that he's going to devour you. Is if this word is not on your heart. Because he's going to catch you off guard. 
You can't, you can't bring this book and always refer to it because it might be a, an immediate storm that you don't have time to go back to what it is that you need, need to research. This book needs to be in your heart. Are you guys understanding the heart? Why the heart is so important. So in Matthew 6 and 2 and 1 says, For where your treasure is, uh-oh, where your treasure is, what now? Your heart will follow. Where your treasure is, your heart will follow. You mean this little thing right here that you give so easily to the world, that you give so easily to relationships, that you give so easily to your circumstances, you allow things to impress itself on your heart. But yet when the Lord says, give me your heart, your whole heart, and you will find me, you have a problem with that. But in the world, you're easy to give your heart away. Anybody being in a heartful, a painful relationship? It, come on, if I'm, if I'm confessing, <laughs> I'm not talking about where you're at now. Come on, God has blessed you, you know, to find that heart. He who finds a, find a mate finds a what? Find a good thing. So I'm not talking about now, but if there anybody has been hurt, Amen. I'm going to raise up both hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to do like pastors. Okay, that's a sidebar. <laughs> but you're so easy to give your heart away to the wrong influence, to the wrong thing. And based on the response and based on the thing, the hurt then guess what? When the Lord says, give me your heart, all that's in your heart, that wall is in your heart, that hurt is in your heart. Right, Pastor? Those things that you've easily given your heart to is there. So when we're here in worship and when the pastor this morning, before we started in church, he talked about the tabernacle that there's three areas. There's the outer, the inner, and the most inner, where the holy of holies reside. And back in the days, if, if you weren't right as a priest, if you entered the tabernacle, you could be killed. They would have to drag you out. And it's like, okay, bells are ringing. This one didn't make it. Let's try, let's try to save him. But Jesus Christ have came to where we don't have to go into the tabernacle. We're in it with him. Amen. But some of you guys exist on the outside, the outer, like the pastor was saying. Some of you are on the inner, but you are not on the other inner, the most high inner. Why? Why are some of you guys out here? Then there's some that's in here and maybe there's only a couple of drops. That's before the most high God, because your heart is where your heart is and what you deposit into your heart. Think of it like this. If you go into a bank, why do you go into a bank? You go into a bank to store money, to deposit some of the hard work and earnings that you have earned throughout the week. And you want to deposit. Why are you depositing it? Because you're preparing for a rain, for trials and tribulations, storms. You're also preparing for an uprootment into something better. But you're storing it up, right? 
So when that day come to where you buy that house or you get that car or you need that money for a stormy day, you could withdraw. If you think of your heart as the bank and you are making deposits, my question to you, what are you depositing? What are you depositing for those hard days? What are you depositing when the lion comes around looking for prey and he got you in his sights? What are you depositing? Because whatever is in your heart is going to come out. We'll get there. Amen. (laughs) Whatever is in your heart is going to come out. Hallelujah. Oh, this word is so good. It spoke to me. It spoke to me to where I had to sit and I had to say, Lord. Search my heart. Mm. If there's anything that's in my heart, burn it out, Lord. Not only burn it out, but I'm going to do as Jesus did to the fig tree. I curse it at the root. I declare and decree and I curse it at the root. And that you fill me up with your holiness, with your presence. Amen. So that when the lion, when the adversary comes around, they destroy, to kill, steal, and destroy, that I may stump on him like a snake, that I may trample on him like scorpions, that I may walk in my authority, in my power and authority that I have only through who? Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? But you have to prepare. You have to meditate. 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 Should I say it again? Meditate. Amen. I'm not talking about no voodoo. <laughs> don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not talking about meditation of the world. I'm talking about what Christ says. Meditate on me. Meditate. You know, some of you guys, you come into church and you see certain people and you're like, oh, I want a relationship like that. Ooh, I want to praise and worship like that. Ooh, I want, I want to hear words like Tracy coming out of my mouth like that. But you know how you could get there is meditating on the word. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Why? Because you're building a relationship and rapport. This isn't something that comes overnight. You build a relationship. It says in the Bible to study your word, to show yourself what? Approved. So that you may meditate on the word. And that word, what? Gets into your spirit. Let me tell you. Gets into your heart. I'm sorry. Excuse me. God can speak to your spirit. As Pastor Edward has said last week. God can speak to your spirit. But you have to renew your mind to even receive what he's trying to tell you. But a part of your trouble, trials, and tribulation. A part of your fight is getting over your flesh. Which is your emotions. Amen. Your emotions and the things that you don't like. I just don't like this person. Mm. I just don't like him. Do you know? No. Why don't you like him? Because mm. something about him. I just don't like him. That's your flesh. Amen. And if your mind is influenced by your flesh, then what's getting into your heart? And then you can't even hear what God is trying to speak to your spirit. Because you're so constantly influenced by those things of the world that you're not even walking in God's ways. But yet you sit up day and night and you go to church and you ask, how can I get there? Amen. Amen. Go to Luke chapter 6. 
And we're going to start at verse 45. Amen. Is, are you guys getting something from it? This is the condition. I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if you, if I even went there, but this is the condition of your heart is my message today. The condition of your heart. What is the condition? So, amen. Are you guys there, Luke? So Luke 6 and 45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his let me say that again. Woo! A good man brings good things. Now, for you liberalists, in the history of the Bible, man represents man and woman. Right? Eve was brought from man. So don't get caught up on the word man because it's inclusive of you, man and woman. It's inclusive of both. Amen? Get over that flesh. Let's get further into the heart. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Amen. Come on. Amen. Are you, did you guys catch that? For you have an evil and a good man. And you have two that are doing the same thing, but one is full of God and one is full of the devil. And what comes out of their heart is what they're full of. So my question I ask you, what's in your heart? It says in the Bible, Pastor Edward, that only God examines the heart. It's not you or me. We can examine and we can look at the behavior. But we can never look at the heart of a person and determine when it turns to God. Only the Father could do that. Amen. So he searches around looking at the heart of a believer. Because out of your heart, what? The mouth shall speak. So I don't care if you're trying to put on good suits and this and that and act a part and come to church. It's only on Sunday. Um, Go to the club on Saturday. Out of your heart. The mouth will speak. So when the lion comes, when the, when the adversary comes and he uses somebody that offends you, what are you going to do? Amen? Amen? What are you going to do? Are you going to help to bring that person to salvation? Or are you going to battle with him in the same likeness that an evil man will battle you because the things out of his mouth, out of his heart, flows the mouth? Right? So is what you're meditating and putting in your heart, is that flowing out of your heart or is something else flowing in your heart? But you might say, I did not mean to say that. Yes, you did. (laughs) I didn't mean to say that, Pastor. Yes, you did. You know why? Because it's in your heart. If it's preface in your heart, then you meant to say it. Why? It It does not get there by itself. Who puts it there? Who allows their circumstances to come into their heart? Who allows their various different things, the distrust, the anger, frustration, uh, the world, the situation of the world, who allows these things to get into your heart? You. Why? 
because you're not meditating on the word. Amen. So please don't get into excuses of I didn't mean because it's transformed into yes, you did. Because you allowed it in your heart. It says in Proverbs 27, go to Proverbs 27. So whatever you're going through, don't allow it to get into your heart. Well, pastor, what about bad relationships? Don't allow it to get into your heart. Well, pastor, what about my finances, my circumstances? Don't allow it to get into your heart. Well, pastor, I keep on receiving negative things that hurt at work. Don't allow it, what? To get into your heart. And the only way that you're able to not allow it to get into your heart is by meditating on the word. For in Proverbs 27, verse 19 says, As water reflects the face, so one's one's life reflects the heart. Let's look at that. As water, you know how you go up to a pond and you peer in. Yes, my wife. You see your reflection. You kind of primping. Oh, man. Kind of messed up here. Let me... (laughs) I see some stuff. Let me change. Let me, I see my reflection. But in your heart, when God examines your heart, what does he see? Your life. He sees your life. So whatever you're emptying into your heart, that's what he's seeing. What, you don't believe? Oh, y'all got that look. You don't believe it. We're going to get there. You have that look. Well, pastor, we got to go further into this. Listen. It says in the Bible that if you seek me and find me, when you seek me with what? But with somebody, Pastor, you just said it, Pastor Tammy, with your whole heart, with part of your heart? No, with 99.9% of your heart? What about two thirds of your heart? With your whole heart. Why? Because whatever is deposited in there, you know, the heart itself is such a tricky thing. That's why the Lord said it cannot be cured. Um, I was taking my son Judah to school one day. And when we got out the car, we saw this very pretty dog. And his dog was a puppy because of his behavior. The dog was crouching down. He was doing this. And his tail was wagging. And and he was barking. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He was doing the crouching tiger, come and meet me type of dance. I want to play with you. So I looked around. I didn't see his owner. I said, oh, this dog is lost. But this dog, it was, it was as white as snow, and his eyes were baby blue. It was just a beautiful little, it, um, I believe it was a husky. Thank you. It was, a, it was a beautiful dog. But that dog was wanting to play, and I know for myself that I have two dogs that I cannot just go up to. I have to go like this. And the dog sniffed, sniffed my, um, he sniffed me. And then he wanted to play some more. And then he licked my son. He wanted to play some more. So we was like, oh, man, let me try to find, well, I can't deal with this right now. Let me go ahead. And so we started walking away, and the dog was coming with us. It was like, whoo, man, I found one. <laughs> I found somebody who's nice. Oh, man, whoo, somebody to play with, right? We're in the middle of the street. I'm like, oh, God, this dog going to follow us up into the school. So I went and I asked the other one of the neighbors. And I found the owner of the dog and he put the dog back in. But this is what I want you to focus on. 
that dog was so easily influenced, was so easily influenced because of what I gave him. Listen, the heart is so easily influenced. Why? From sin. The heart is so easily influenced from whatever the devil try to come at you with whatever you like to get you off course. So that's why you meditate on the word day and night so that your heart won't be like that little puppy. Oh, man. Cool. (laughs) That's cool. I'm going to go over here so that you won't be easily influenced. Meditate on my word day and night so that out of your mouth shall flow what's in my heart. Amen. Are you guys getting something from this? So we're taking meditation further into your heart. And when you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with what? With all your heart. Amen? Amen. But saints, it's important to protect your heart. I joked around earlier with people giving away their heart. Remember the match when when he went into and saw the woman singer and so he formed a wolf face and his heart came out and he's like, and he was just all over it. You easily give your heart to what it, things of the world. You easily give your heart to the things of the world and you don't protect it. The Lord said, protect your heart. Don't easily give it away. Why? Because the serpent will come around and misuse you. He will dangle that carrot to get you to do his will. And then you caught up in a whole bunch of stuff. So it says here that you have to protect your heart. In Proverbs 4 and 23. Go ahead and go to 4 and 23. So how many knew that you're supposed to protect your heart? That you can't just easily give it to everybody, anyone, anytime, for any reason. That you have to protect it, right? So that it won't be misused. So did you guys bring up Proverbs 4 and verse 23? Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. Is that passage, is that scripture talking about guard your heart from other people? Let's dive deeper into it. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do will flow from it. Is it telling you that you have to be on the defense? Woo! From people to trying to attack you. Or Satan trying to use people to hurt you. No. That scripture is for you, for yourself. That you have to protect your heart from you. Allowing anything to come into your heart. So you have to protect your heart. Amen. A lot of people start to look at the Lord and they want a greater relationship. But yet they say, God, why did you do this? They, they want to be in the most holies of holies. They, they, they want the word of God to flow from, from them. They, they want something greater. But yet they look into the world and say, God, why are you allowing tornadoes to happen? Earthquake. Oh, God, you saw this murderous action that happened over there in the east. Oh, God, you saw this and that. Oh, God, these missing kids. When you do that, you're putting all that stuff into your heart. What are you putting into your heart that you don't trust the Lord? You're putting a lack of trust in the Lord into your heart. 
oh, God, why am I going through financial situations? Why aren't you delivering me from that? When you ask those type of questions, you're putting it into your heart. You're going to the bank. You're depositing those things. Because when a serpent comes to you face to face, when your Goliath is knocking on the door, all you have is those things in your heart. You don't have the things of God in your heart to combat who's coming, who's at your front door. Amen? Amen. You guys still don't believe? <laughs> Listen, turn to Deuteronomy. We're going to make it plain. Let's go ahead and see what the, what the word says about this. So we're going to go to Deuteronomy, and we're going to start with verse 1, chapter 1. Once you there, say amen. amen. So Deuteronomy verse one, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. Now these are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the wilderness east of the Jordan. That is, in the Ereba, opposite Seph, between Paran, oh man, these words are, <laughs> between Paran and Tophel, Laban and Lazarus, and what's that? Azeroth, Hazaroth, and Dizahab, Dizahab. Hey, you got to give me credit because I'm trying. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woo, those names. Come on now. <laughs> now, from that, they were in the wilderness. So they came out of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea. And now they're in the wilderness. They're on their way to going to the promised land. They're crossing all these different places. But here, look at this. It says it takes 11 days to go from Horeb to Kadesh, from Barnea by the Mount Seir road. It took 11, only 11 days. That's not a bad journey. However, now let's skip down to verse 26. So stay in Deuteronomy chapter 1, go to verse 26. But it says, But they were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. You grumble in your tents and said, Lord, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us onto the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. You see? You see what the Israelites were doing? They were depositing all that stuff in their hearts. They overlooked what God brought them from, the bondage and of the Egyptians. They, they overlooked the miracle signs and wonder of God through Moses splitting the Red Sea and allowing them to walk through. They overlooked the hand of God being on them, the hand of God saving them and then bringing them out of bondage. They overlooked it all. And they started to focus on what they didn't have. They started to grumble and complain about what they didn't have. So that's what they were fixated on. Amen. Go ahead. When we can, where can we go? 
Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say, the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up like sky. We even saw the Anakites. Anakites, thank you, there. So when they went and they saw the land that the Lord had given them, they, were, they got into their flesh and they got into their circumstances. So they were consumed with what? With what was in front of them. Oftentimes, aren't we consumed with what we're going through? Aren't we consumed with our daily walk, walk with the Lord? Aren't we consumed with the rent here? Not enough food there. Aren't we consumed with diseases? Aren't we consumed with the very things, but yet we forgot that God delivered us from our yesterdays? He brought us to our todays in hope for a better future, in a hope and a promise, in an expectation of a better future. But we forgot what God brought us out of because now we're looking at something that's greater. There we go. Oh, there we go. Verse 29. Then I say to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. Go ahead. Go to 31. Do not be terrified and do not be afraid of them. And in the wilderness there, you saw how the Lord, your God, carried you. As a father carries his son. All the way you went until you searched this, this place. The Lord carried the Israelites, the Israelites like, a, like a father carries a son. He carried the Israelites like a concerned parent. He guided them and steered them and he nursed them. He, uh, he fed them. Thank you, Tracy. The Lord carried, cared for the Israelites. Listen, saints, have the Lord cared for you in that same way? Have he delivered you out of bondage? Some of you had some diseases in which you got healed. Amen. Some of you was on the break of losing your home, your house, your finances was already broken. But yet you're still here. Right. But in those times, in those trying times, those trials and tribulations, the Lord is carrying you. Is he not? Amen. So in those trying times. The Lord is carrying you. Amen. He's carrying you just like he carried the Israelites. Let's go ahead and go to the next verse. In spite of this, listen to this, you guys. In spite of this, you did not trust the Lord, your God. In spite of this, you did not trust the Lord, your God. It went on to say that they continued to complain and complain and complain. But the reason why the Lord knew about their complaints, why? Because he searches the heart. Are you guys getting this? The reason why he knew about their complaints, their complaint that went into their hearts, it reached heaven. It reached the Lord. The Lord saw their complaints and questioned them says, in spite of all this, in spite of what I've done, you do not trust in the Lord your God. Why? Because God is listening to what? The wrong thing that's in your heart. He's listening to your complaints. When you sh- he should be listening to your worship. He should be listening to what he have done. 
He should be listening to how much you love him. He should be listening to your worship in your heart. He should be listening, listening to the scriptures in your heart. He should be listening to this book that's been placed in your heart. That's what he should be listening to. Amen. But all you complainers out there, <laughs> you don't think your complaints are being listened to. Listen, I got an FYI for you. IA is listening. <laughs> the Lord is IA. Internal affairs is listening to your hearts. Internal affairs is there when you don't think he's there. He's listening to you and taking notes. And he's looking at you and saying, all that I have done for you. And you dare Complain in your heart to me of what is not, what's before you. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you somebody getting something out of this? Hallelujah. You dare complain to the Lord of what's in your heart. Amen? So be careful for what you put in your heart. It's not just an act that stays to yourself. But whatever you're putting in your heart, pastor, like you teach, the Lord is listening. So, I mean, so if you have hatred for your brother, he's listening. If you hate your, your mother and your father, and there's no forgiveness in your heart, but you walk in this walk in church as if everything's okay, but the Lord is listening. If you don't like situations, the Lord is listening. If you don't think that you're able to get healed, the Lord is listening. He's listening intently to your heart. And when we stand before the Lord at Judgment Day, guess what he's going to judge? Our heart. But what about when I fed this person, I was very kind and nice to that person, and, and I went over here to Tracy, and I said a word, and I was just so gentle, so kind. Listen. Your heart trumps your deeds and your behavior. It trumps it. You cannot fake that. Your heart trumps it. So you got one source that you cannot pretend. You got one source that, that you cannot make him think is it is something opposite of what's in your heart. You might could fool everybody else. You might could fool me as a pastor or your pastor's. You might come up in the church and fool everybody else, but there's one source. There's an IA, internal affairs, that's listening to every every aspect of the words that you put in your heart, and that's the Lord. Amen. Amen? That's why when you come into church and it's difficult to get into worship, why? Examine your heart. When you come into, into the church and you want miracle signs and wonders, but you don't see it, when you come into church and we continuously say the presence of the Lord is here, but you're saying, where? <laughs> presence of the Lord is here, right? Presence of the Lord is here. I feel you in the atmosphere. Come on, folks. The presence of the Lord is here, but you don't feel it. Why? <laughs> What's in the heart? So as I start to wrap up, listen, folks, God, had, he, he has showed me 
I had to go into, I had to, I had to go into some regions in my heart. <laughs> it wasn't just on the surface. I had to open up my full heart to the Lord and tell him, examine me. I'd rather for the Lord to examine me now than for the Lord to examine my heart when? On judgment day. I'd rather for him to examine me now and tell me, you need to take out this out of your heart. You need to take out that out of your heart. Yeah. Amen. So I could fix those things and start to do the will of God. He is one entity, one person. He is the supreme being that you cannot fool. Amen. Amen. What is the condition of your heart? And that's not something that you need to tell me or you need to tell another. You might not want to say it to another. (laughs) Things out of your heart might scare somebody. (laughs) But this is what the Lord says. Curse is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That's Proverbs 17 and 5. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who depends on flesh for his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Basically, and in Proverbs 17 and 7, it says, Blesses he, the man who trusts in the Lord. Listen, saints, as I conclude, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean to the left or to the right with your own understandings. In all your ways, submit to the Lord wholeheartedly so he may make your path clear and narrow. Amen? Amen. Trust in the Lord with your heart. There's somebody that's not giving their heart to the Lord. There's somebody that's not, that's having a hard time. Listen, this is your day to give your heart to the Lord. This is your time to say, Lord, I give you my heart, my whole heart. Amen. Amen. If you give the Lord your whole heart, he will make your way clear. He will start to move stuff out of your way. He will start to take you from one situation and transform you to another. He will take you from your woes from yesterday and bring you into your promises of today. But you have to surrender your heart. You've been listening to Pastor Edgar Banks with a message titled, The Condition of the Heart. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at alwc.us. On our website, you'll find more information about us, our church and our events calendar, and other messages by myself and other teaching pastors here at Abundant Life Worship Center. Once again, the site is alwc.us. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash abundantlifeworship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.